So the current events in the world have got me thinking a little bit, uh, particularly the Afghanistan situation. Um, now, while I'm not going to get into the situation itself, I'm not going to get into the politics or the right and wrong of it um, because it's just a, a huge mess of a complex situation that's been building up for years and years and years. Um, however, the the reality of it is is that it's going to have a profound impact on um, soldiers, veterans, combat veterans, people who served over there, the families of people who served over there, um, people in the military back stateside who didn't serve, but know people who served there. Um, you know, man, it's been a 20 year war. So most everybody, um, knows of somebody that, that served, uh, in the Afghanistan and Iraq campaign. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of us know people who gave it all. Um, they, you know, they they didn't make it back home, and uh, so veteran suicide is already a huge problem in the world um, that gets nowhere near the attention it needs to get. Um, but that being said, it's going to become a bigger problem. Um, with this situation and, you know, the thoughts and the emotions of the people who gave their lives, literally entire lives. I mean, like I said, this is a 20 year war. Um, it's, it's going to have a big impact. And, uh, so it, it just, it, it got me thinking. Um, and it, it brought back to mind a, uh, a particular story for me. Um, so I deployed to Europe with the main Army National Guard uh, in 2019 and 2020 uh, for about 10 months. And on the end of our tour uh, in January, we were supposed to come home in February. Well, in January, I went to a school in Germany and at the end of the school, uh, it was about a four-week school, and I think it was week three, we had a group of wounded warriors come to talk to us. Um, it had been something that had been planned all along, and you know I was really, really looking forward to it. Um, I, I love every opportunity I can get to meet um, wounded warriors and hear their stories, and um, you know it, it truly is an honor just you know, to, to be in the same room as them. Well, there was a handful that came, uh, master Sergeant Leroy Petrie, who was a medal of honor recipient, uh, corporal Matthew Bradford, who, um, is a blind W amputee, Sergeant first class, Joe Healy, Sergeant first class, Josh Olson and, uh, master Sergeant Chris Corbin, and then corporal Rory Hamill. Um, they, they came, they, uh, we gathered in the dining facility, sat down, um, in a group of chairs and, you know, they, they came in, sat up front and, and one by one, they got up and told their stories, um, you know, of their accidents. All of them were obviously wounded, um, in one way or another. Uh, they, they told us the story of their accidents. They told us, uh, about the demons 
they had faced afterwards and continue to face today. You know, they told us about how their, their, uh, you know, doing this outreach to other veterans and um, other service members just just to pass along their story and, and hope that they can help people who may be struggling in the same sense or, you know, maybe struggling with something different. Uh, but just, you know, trying to, to reinforce that it's okay to not be okay and, and the military is one big family and, you know, we we get together, we get through it together um, with the help of each other. So, you know, they, they all talked and the only one that I had uh, a history uh, prior to that I knew about was Corporal Matthew Bradford. Uh, I had heard him on a podcast with Jocko Willink and I, I listened to him for about an hour and 45 minutes to tell his story. And, uh, so I was excited to, to actually get to meet him. Um, but, and, and all of these guys told, you know, such incredible stories, um, raw and honest, uh, you know, Matt Sergeant Leroy Petrie, who got the Medal of Honor? He got it because he reached over uh, and threw a grenade away from his team, and he lost his his arm. Um, but the one that stood out to me the most was Rory Hamill, uh, corp, uh, retired corporal from the Marine Corps. He uh, back in two thousand eleven, he was clearing a compound in Afghanistan, I believe it was, and uh, one of the guys on his team who was newer into the Marines, uh, had the, the minesweeper on his back and Rory could tell that he looked, uh, he looked shaken up and a little nervous. So Rory took the minesweeper off his back and led the team in through the door. And he had, um, he had swept, I think it was like three quarters of the compound. And on, on the, the, the last bit of it, he wasn't paying attention really to his surroundings. He was getting a little complacent and he stepped on a uh, low pressure metallic plate and it blew up, sent him flying and he uh, he lost his right leg, he eventually lost it below the knee. Um, so he had to get a prosthetic and uh, so he just told his story and, and out of the group of guys, he was... He was the most soft-spoken, um, the one that, that – not that the others didn't feel, you know, you not that they didn't, you know, feel honest and raw and, you know, you know genuine emotion because they all were. They they all told incredible stories. But Rory, you could just – you could still hear the pain in his voice. Uh, and he, he talked about when he was a younger kid and he was in an abusive home. His parents abused him. Uh, he was raped at 13 years old, I believe. And uh, so – he he talked about his story and how how doing what he does uh, as an outreach w- through wounded warriors and talking to to soldiers is is what saved him. Um, you know, n- he he can't he's not serving anymore. He's retired, but to to continue to be with his family, um, uh, brothers and sisters in arms uh, is just it's what got him through some really really hard times. Uh, you know, he told a story of how one time after his accident a couple years after his accident he was he pulled over to the side of the road and he had a a 45 in his lap and he was going to put it to his head and he sat there and cried and cried and cried and he held it up to his head and the thought of his kids uh his three kids uh made him put the gun down and uh but 
so he I I met him uh after, you know, when when all was said and done, we were getting ready to leave and and they all stood in line uh by a table and we all walked through the line, you know, shaking hands and stuff and and talking to him uh for a couple minutes here and there. And I went up and I shook Rory's hand and I was like, "Man, thank you for what you did. Uh thank you for talking and telling your story and it was, you know, it was just such an inspiration to hear from you and um, you know, we said a couple words back and forth to each other and he looked at me, he's like, no man, thank you. Like you, you and everybody in this room are the reason that I'm still here. He, the reason that I do what I do. Uh, and you know, I just, he, he was so genuinely heartfelt in it and it just, you know, it, it touched me in a way that, you know, I've, I've never felt before. And, um, it, it honestly, that day changed my life, uh, hearing from them and, and getting to meet them and talk to them. Cause you, I, I hear stories of wounded warriors a lot, um, more than I wish I did, uh, is cause it's just, it's such an unfortunate circumstance for these guys. But, you know, you listen to podcasts, you hear about them on the news. Um, you know, some people might even know them personally, but to, to meet them, face to face in the same room and just, you know, share the energy with everybody and, and to hear them and to see them and to feel their emotion and to hear their voices is a whole nother level. And it, it will make you feel ways that you've never felt before. And, and it, it brought out emotion in me that I have not felt, um, in a long time, if ever. So, uh, I left Europe in, in early February, came back to the States. And, um, soon after I got home, you know, before I started up work again, I, I went on social media and I followed all these guys and I just, you know, I looked up their stories and, and kind of just tried to keep up with them. Um, cause it, like I said, it just had a huge impact on me and I didn't want it to just be one of those things where I experienced, uh, felt some kind of way and then forgot about, um, you know, it, it, it really meant a lot to me and I, I wanted to, to uh do my part in keeping up with them and, and you know learning more about their stories and who they are and and uh just kind of be an advocate for them well so it was uh january 2020 i think it was mid-january like the 14th to the 15th that i met rory uh i, f- I followed him on instagram where he he posted a lot. I looked up a couple interviews of him. Um, you know, there was about a, a 14 minute interview that I watched about, you know, just him talking about his life after the incident, um, the, the struggles that he's faced and how he's still, uh, to this day, even with his outreach and, and, um, what he does and the, the comfort he finds in it. He's, you know, he always has those days where he just questions like, why didn't I die? Well, uh, you know, just those, those hard questions that you, it's, it sucks to think about. Um, well, I had followed his Instagram and, you know, as time went by February and March, he had slowed down in his posts. Um, cause March was when, uh, COVID hit really bad and it's when everything started. Um, and I remember it was early April uh, he made a post. It was like a three-part post um, of him, you know, just like a, a self-portrait of him sitting on a stool. And, and he went into very, very deep detail about 
what the isolation of COVID and the pandemic was doing to him. Um, and it, you know, it stripped him of his opportunities to, to talk to people and to be with his, his military family, um, and to, you know, keep his mind off the demons that, you know, haunt him when he's alone. And, uh, it was just a, a super emotional post. Uh, and that was, I want to say that was the second later part of the first or the second week in April. And um, at the end of April, I was on Facebook and I just kind of through a secondhand source saw uh, a post that somebody had shared. um, And, you know, it said that Rory Hamill had died Um, and it, it was kind of from like a, a funky looking source, like, you know, a website that might just, you know, fake news type stuff. And I, I, I like scrolled by it almost because I, it just seemed so absurd to me and I didn't believe it. I, I was like, that's, that's nuts. Like not, not a chance. Well, I did some more research the next couple of days. Nothing really came out. There was, there was not a whole lot of news about it. Um, and then I think it was early May that, uh, a video was released, um, from a, a local news station, wherever he, I can't remember the town or state he lived in, but it was a, a news station from where he lived. And, uh, it had an interview with his ex-wife, the mother of his kids. And, you know, they, they did confirm that he died, uh, one of Rory's friends had called his ex-wife and I guess they hadn't heard from Rory in a couple weeks so they went to do a wellness check uh which is you know just where veterans go check on each other and make sure everything's good and they found him and uh he had he had died he'd taken his own life from a single gunshot wound to the head uh he was 31 years old um and that it that was really 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 hard for me to accept um particularly because i had just met him and you could you could hear the the hurt in his voice when he was talking but you could also just see in his eyes how much better he was doing and how happy he was and although he obviously still had demons every single day, um, you know, and, and every time he looked down at that leg, he thought of his accident, but he was in such a better place. And, and his story was, you know, just, it was so inspirational, um, that it, you know, it, it motivated me, you know, I was here, I was just with, you know, what I thought were tough times you know missing family being away from family and uh wanting to get home which is minuscule like it doesn't even come close to beginning to compare to what he goes through on a daily basis or what he went through on a daily basis and you know he just he he, i really connected with him you know especially when i when i talked to him afterwards um just that that quick it was you know but maybe two or three minute personal connection where we spoke to each other but man, uh, it's it sucks, um, and and this whole Afghanistan situation has just got me thinking again of 
the just the unacceptable amount of deaths by suicide uh, that happen to veterans because they go to war, they get wounded physically, emotionally, mentally, and they come home and, and that's really where their war begins. Um, you know, they, they almost find a comfort in the actual, uh, you know, being in war with their brothers and sisters. Um, you know, it's what they know. It's what they knew for 20 years. Um, it's, you know, what they're trained to do every day and they come home and life is just not the same. People don't understand. Um, people act like a lot of people act like it's not happening or it's like an elephant in the room. They just don't want to talk about, uh, there's, there's really, it's, it's hard for them to talk about it to people because they don't want to share what they've been through. You know, it's, it's not something that you want to tell an everyday person who doesn't really know much about war and what goes on because it's just gruesome. And, but at the same time, they, they, they bottle it up because they don't want to talk to people about it. They don't want to, you know, put it off on somebody else and it just destroys them. And Rory is just one of so, so many people in the exact same kind of situation that this happens to. And like I said, it, you know, it happened and I, I only knew because I knew Rory and I knew his story and I was following him. But, you know, if you, if you didn't, if I didn't do my research on it, even having known him and like following him on social media, if I hadn't dug to do my research, I never would have known. And this happens every day. You know, uh, there's, there's the movement, you know, 22 a day where, um, you know, people have brought attention to at one point, the statistic was 22 suicides a day, um, veteran suicides. And that, you know, that number fluctuates here and there. And, um, you know, it's been less, it's been more than 22, but at one point that was the statistic and that's a day. And, uh, it's just, it's tough. Um, and you know, that, that day that I, that we got to listen to the wounded warriors. It, it just, uh, man, it moved me so much. Um, and it, it really like kind of kicked me into gear to, you know, to understand and acknowledge how big of a problem this is and that something needs to be done about it. And, you know, as, as somebody from Maine, uh, in the national guard, you know, I, I don't know what I can do about it. I don't know how I can help it. Um, cause it's such a bigger scale than any one person. You know, it's, it's an organization wide, countrywide, worldwide thing that needs to be addressed um, and needs to uh, have some serious attention brought to it because it's not okay that uh, these men and women go to war for our country. And this isn't about the bullshit of right and wrong of war and whether we're just to be there. Um, you know, this this is about moms and dads and brothers and sisters and sons and daughters who signed a contract to give their life to protect this country and they go and do that and shit hits the fan and they get wounded and they get injured and they watch their best friends die and they come home and they don't have what they need 
to cope properly. And even the ones that do get attention, even the ones that do um, manage to get an appointment after way too long of waiting, you know, they still battle. They still have their demons. You know, it's it's not as easy just talking to them about it. Uh, it's It's not as easy as, you know, just acknowledging that it exists like there there has to be point where something gets set in motion to be done about it and i i don't know what that is i don't know the answer um and unfortunately a lot of people don't know the answer but it's something that needs the attention and um you know i've I've said it multiple times now but that that day that i met him um and just heard him speak uh, you know, that's, it's, it shouldn't be the normal thing. It it shouldn't, you know, it, it shouldn't get to the point where we're insensitive to it and desensitized. And, you know, we just scroll through Facebook and we see another news article of this many soldiers, you know, who lost their lives, whether it, you know, be suicide or from an accident. And you just kind of like, you give it a you give it a sad emoji or whatever you share it and you know rest in peace and then you just scroll on like it's it's a problem and uh um you know i it's 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 something that i encourage people to learn more about uh to read into to to advocate for um bring attention to and just just don't let it go under the rug. You know, if it it, it needs, it needs attention. Um, it, it's something that people do know about, but, uh, we, we just, we got to find a way to, to get better with it and, and to help these guys who have helped us so much. And, you know, especially these guys that are wounded, um, that have gone through these horrific accidents. It, it just, it puts things in perspective and, and, this kind of stuff, this incident in particular, um, is, is what really put things in perspective for me. You know, I've always tried to live with the mindset that, um, you know, I, we as Americans, me in particular, but you know, everybody here, the average person, we don't have it that bad. And I try not to live like that anymore. I I try to, you know, it's, it's all subjective and circumstantial and, um, you know, sometimes that's the saying that you, you say to people who are complaining, you know, it's, it could be worse. Well, I mean, the truth of the matter is that some people just don't answer well to that. Um, and, and unless they see what that worse is, or they experience how bad it could really be there, you know, that's not going to change the perspective. So I, I try to, you know, do more so of just, just think of how good you have it and think of all the positives in your life. Well, when I met these guys, uh, I sure thought of, of how well I have it and how blessed I am, uh, you know, to have all my limbs and my eyesight and my hearing. And, um, you know, it's, it puts it in perspective really quick. And, you know, although I had always appreciated wounded warriors and their stories, you know, through YouTube videos or, or Spotify podcasts that I've heard, it brings a whole new meaning to it when you meet him in person. And, um, you know, this, this whole, um, thing I'm trying to do, um, you know, uh, 
a passion of mine now um, that I've I've kind of changed some things up in my life. You know, I, I own my own business now. I'm I'm going after things in my life that I want. Um, I, I've left the corporate world. You know, I I don't want to work for anybody else. I want to do my thing, um, and I want to do multiple things that bring me joy and and things that I'm passionate about instead of just you know going through the motions every day at a job that I don't care to be at. Well, one of, one of the things I'm passionate about is uh, to advocate for things like this and to you know bring attention to it and to, to just get people to understand the, that you really need to count your blessings. You really need to, to think about life in a different perspective because, um, you know, the media and the left and the right, you know, it, it's everything's so political and, and everything is just – you know, it's it's like it's meant to stir up arguments between people and we just we fight and bitch and complain about the most nonsensical minuscule stuff and there's shit like this going on in the world. Um and it's just I, I think people need to, to to refocus and to to get some priorities straightened out. Um and you know while I don't really know yet how to 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 take you know the most effective action on this problem i i do know um what these guys have taught me and you know how i can live a better life and be a bigger impact to people and and be an advocate for this kind of thing and you know to just kind of spread positivity because these you know these guys have lost limbs and eyesight and they're spreading positivity and they're going to the gym and they're grinding you know I saw a video the other day of Corporal Matthew Bradford, the blind WAPT, you know, doing pull-ups in the gym and hitting like 315, I think it was, on bench press. And it's like, man, he's got no eyesight and two prosthetic legs. And he's just getting after it. And, And here we are in America bitching and complaining about the most ridiculous stuff. So if, if you can take anything from this podcast other than the the incredible stories and people that are these men that I, I talked about, um, in particular Rory, uh, who we, we lost, um, if you can take anything from this, just live life a little bit differently. Uh, you know, live every day with gratitude be thankful for what you have. Um, you know, in the world we live in, we're always going to want things. We're always going to want more. We're always going to want better. You know, we're always going to want the next coolest thing and nice cars and, and a good life and this and that, which, you know, it's just, that's society. That's the world we live in. But if if we can just change the way we live and the way we think just a little bit and just be more grateful for what we have, uh, I I think it could go a long way, and um, I think these guys would appreciate it, and uh, you know I I think it could just it it could make a big difference in your own life. Um, so it's it's tough to talk about, but uh, it's something that needs to be talked about, and um. You know, and until we find a way to address it in the way it deserves, um, just, uh, 
stay up to date, you know, do your research, learn about these guys, these girls, men and women, um, you know, let them know, um, that you see them, that you hear them, that they're appreciated, you know, whether it be, they might, you know, they might have a, a personal account on Facebook, they might not, but if, if there is a way to reach out to them, I'm sure they get lots of messages every day, but, you know, just send them a message, let them, let them know that you're there, because, um, you know, reaching out is the best thing you can do, um, and people don't want to offend others, um, but, you know, reaching out could save a life, and when when they spoke to us, they gave us a card. Um, I can't remember. It was it was some kind of project, um, like a warrior call or something. Um, and it, it was just they 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 made us take a pledge to to check in on people. And if if you don't hear from somebody or if you think somebody's not doing all right, give them a call, check in on them, go to their house. Uh, you know, it, when when you're worried about crossing the line of offending somebody. Um, it, it, it really doesn't compare, um, to potentially losing somebody or even if it's not, uh, that serious, you know, reach out to people. It, it, it won't, the, you know, the least, the least it can do, it, it, it's just going to let them know that you're there. Maybe they don't want to talk about it, whatever, but they know people are there. And, and, and that's a big step in, in this kind of issue is to just let these people know that you're there because a lot of them just they they don't feel like they have people there um but i go on and on with this um i'm gonna wrap it up but i just i i wanted to bring awareness to rory to these other men that i mentioned um to this kind of movement and uh just in kind of in his honor um you know just encourage everybody to live a little bit more gratefully um, it, it makes a world of difference when when you uh, prioritize gratitude in your day. So uh, that's it. Thank you for, for listening.